So the big question is this. How these entrepreneurs who started from scratch and had no idea how to sell or market their products or services online and then later on made over 6 figures, 7 figures, 8 figures or even 9 figures became best in their niches and found their dream customers to sell. My name is RJ Ahmed and find this all out on our interviews with entrepreneurs show where I interview all these entrepreneurs and try to pick their brain on how they actually did all of that and how they took their business as well as their life to the next level. This podcast is all about the entrepreneurs who strive so hard to become super awesome in their niches. Welcome to Interviews with Entrepreneurs. Welcome to Interviews with Entrepreneurs show where we interview entrepreneurs who are super awesome in their niches. RJ here back again with an awesome guest. So this guy, like it's He's freaking awesome out there. I met him on the internet out there and he's providing insane uh, value to the community. Not only that, he helped people find their voice, which is like super important thing and also help people to grow and monetize their podcasts out there. So please welcome Parker Woodward. What is up, man? This is super awesome to be here. Dude, I got to start doing the pre-roll of the, uh, the intro and everything for the podcast before they come on the freaking guests come on my show. I'm like pumped to be here. That's such a sick idea. I've never thought of that before. Awesome, man. That That's pretty awesome. And I'm so glad to have you on our show. It's like pretty crazy to have you, man. Oh, yes. Yeah, seriously. It's super awesome. We were able to connect on Facebook and I'm really excited to uh, get in on all this. It's been super cool seeing the amount of amazing value of other people have been on here, but as well as the amazing listeners that you have. I think that is such an amazing thing for everybody out there for when you're trying to grow yourself. You know, like uh, RJ said, you know, help people find their voice. That's something that's really, really important out there in the world is understanding how it is you're going to go out there to help other people change their own lives. It's why we're here. It's why we're entrepreneurs. It's what drives us and makes us feel so excited when we meet people just like us of just getting each other pumped up at freaking 1240. It's right now 1240 for me in the afternoon. And if that's tripping up while you're listening to this, I'm super sorry. But it's one of those things of there's very few other people who I can geek out about and get excited about this kind of stuff with except with other people just like me. So that's one thing I can definitely give for your advice. If you're trying to find your voice, trying to find out how you can impact more people, surround yourself with others who will encourage you and ignite and help you spread that fire that you have inside your belly. Awesome. This is going to be pretty exciting out there. And like, can you tell us a little bit about your backstory of how you got started into space and how you got started with it? Oh, totally. Yeah. So I started technically in the podcasting space when I was uh, in, in high school. So in high school, I basically edited my dad's podcast. I basically did all the show notes for it. So basically the stuff that nobody reads, that's what he trusted me with. Clearly, I was a very high achieving, amazing uh, high school kid as we're learning right now. And uh, so after doing all that, though, I just kind of understood a little bit about podcasting. I served a mission for the Church of Christ of Latter-day Saints, the Mormons was over in, uh, in Taiwan. It was an amazing, amazing experience over there. And when I came back, my brother knew an entrepreneur. He's very entrepreneurial as well. And he was just like, hey, I know somebody who needs help with a podcast. Do you want to help him? I, had, I knew jack squat about podcasting. I literally, YouTube University was just like trying to find out every little thing. So figured out how to basically launch the podcast, all the little nitty gritty of it all. And then got out of that again a little bit. But then uh, about a year and a half ago, I really started focusing a lot more on helping others create podcasts. And I realized as well of that podcast producing is kind of a dime a dozen service. 
Like anybody can literally, you can send them their audio. They can go to Google. They can go to YouTube. They can find out exactly how to put uh, this audio piece with this piece and buy a supplemental yeah. software and do all these different types of things. It's super easy to do. And I realized with how insecure that made me of being like, dude, there is nothing special about me. So that was one thing I had to learn was, okay, what is the supplemental way that I'm able to help people to increase the value that I can provide so that they can walk away with more cash? And so that was a huge thing I kind of began to study, began to be obsessed with. And there's a whole journey of me getting to that point. But um, that was a huge thing I learned is that importance of finding your voice is a crutch a lot of us on. Of just, oh, I just haven't found my voice yet. I haven't found, you know, really struggling with everything. And it's very difficult. It can be immensely difficult when you feel like you don't have that direction. But I've realized that that is actually not true. You found your voice. You just haven't found your framework. You don't know how it is you're going to help people and exact step-by-step process to help them to get there. That's my, uh, that's my book of Parker thought for the day, I guess. Yeah, and, and that's one of the you know interesting things that you talked about, you know, that people just don't need to find their voice, they need to find their framework out there. And I, I truly remember like a few days back, like Dave have put it up the exact same thing that when you talked about with him, that you know, he don't need to find his voice, he need to find the framework out there because he already had the podcast that you already talked about out there. Uh, that is a, one of the most important thing and exactly same thing even Russell Brunson talked about in this funnel hacking live about frameworks and everything out there. So why people get stuck in creating frameworks out there? Why it happens? Why do you think so? Because they don't know where it is they're trying to help people to go. I think that is the biggest thing out there that is so difficult. I have talked with numerous people and it all kind of comes down into what do I want to be the quote unquote guy for? Like, do I want to be the guy who does podcasts? Do we want to be the guy who does affiliate marketing, interviewing other people? Do we want to be the guy who does nothing but how to create a funnel design and all these different types of things? And we get so obsessed over what am I going to be known for that you just are very just conflicted with how is it I'm going to be able to help the most amount of people? That's what we always yeah. do want to do at the very end of the day. That's why you struggle to be like, oh, I don't want to be the offer guy. I don't want to be the funnel guy. I don't want to be whatever the heck it is. Because I feel like that's going to limit the amount of impact I'm going to have with somebody. When in reality, I found the best way of doing it is if you have a specific destination, you know, people are trying to get, then you simply need to find out the fastest way to get there. The fastest way to get there with the least amount of effort. And that really is the key to finding your framework is where are people trying to go? What is the big problem to come with first? I'll give you right now for my framework for my entire business. I have shared this with every single person I've ever met. Because it's yeah. the framework for also my content. It's the exact same thing because every piece of content I produce is helping me buy back time by reducing the amount of time and resources I have to spend in front of each and every individual. So what I do is, is I make sure that every single thing that I'm creating, whether it's an offer or a video or a podcast or whatever the heck it is, I'm helping people to either to increase the quality of their content. I'm helping to people to increase the amount of traffic going to their content. And as well as I'm helping people increase the amount of offers and monetization strategies and increasing the effectiveness of that. That's my entire framework right there, my entire business. It sounds very simple. But then when you think about it, content is a overarching framework of yeah. who knows how many sub things. Isn't it insane? So RJ, like for you, like you have not only content to put on this with interviewing others, you also have to create content to drive people to it on Facebook. 
those are two totally different episodes I can create, two totally different trainings I can create, two totally different webinars I can have about how to drive people to your podcasts, about how to attract the right amount of, of guests and stuff like that to get on your show. The amount of things you're able to talk about is insane. People just need to understand of, okay, what is the most simple way I can talk about this to decrease the amount of complexity and increase simplicity. That's the key to any framework. As simple as possible, tell people to have as much implementation and less information, if that makes sense. Hmm. And, and that is, you know, one of the most important part out there when, when people get stuck when it comes to, you know, framework and everything out there. Because even if we talk about the market standards, as you know, uh, McCall Jones was doing her things out there and she had her own charisma hacking framework. Same goes for Catherine Jones, Steve Larson, all of the other people out there. And yeah, it, it is absolutely the fact that the reason they are successful or they know what they're doing is just because they have framework and they know what they're doing with that freaking framework out there. So yeah, totally. that, that absolutely makes sense. Yeah, it's one of those hilarious things of just becoming an expert and a nerd about one thing. Yeah, I think it's a, it is an amazing, amazingly thing. If you can just find out one thing to focus on, you can then find everybody else for the other things. I myself, you know, I'm the podcast guy right now. That's what I'm really into. And I'm finding out right now that it's very difficult for me to go out there and find random people to just, hey, do you want me to start your podcast type of thing? But I know a whole bunch of people whose framework aligns with mine. And I'm going to be doing that the next little bit is reaching out to coaches and uh, consultants and course creators who teach other people about business, the B2B type coaches, to help them actually basically become their podcast guy to then basically go into the framework of some other coach and some other course creator. And that's a huge thing is when you understand your niche, but not only what it is you help people to do, but what they do with that, then you're going to have an immense amount of success in your content and your offers. What I mean by that is, you know, I help people to start a podcast, but I don't just help anybody. I focus specifically on entrepreneurs, yeah. the course creators, the coaches, yada, yada, yada. What they want at the end of the day is success in their offer monetization strategy. So that's where I know that I can go to next of finding my next level of scale. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as we talk about the exact same stuff, and that is the thing that I realized, you know, being into the part of this internet marketing space, the people who are like, quote unquote successful are those people who have their freaking frameworks, you know, and their they freaking know that frameworks. That, You've heard it here first by RJ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because that, that is the only thing that they need out there in order to make everything work out. And as you said, you know, they are the one guy like Steve, the offer guy, Russell Brunson, the funnel guy out there, the, the one guy. And they know that's the only thing that they need to focus on in order to make everything works out. And that was a aha moment that I got like a few months back that, ah, oh, you know, it does it just doesn't matter that people need to focus on so many things out there it's like one thing and just go into the stuff and just make it happen you know that is our most important thing out there so one of the most important topic or one of one of the most interesting thing that also get interest you and me as well is the dream 100 you know i i just get into dream 100 all the time i know that you do it as well for your podcast and out there and i I also know that interviews are the best ways to connect with your dream 100 because there are so many flows out there. So how you use dream 100 in the business out there and what are the mistakes that people make that when they're using dream 100, you know, totally, what's yeah. differentiate their success? Yeah. So I think the biggest reason why people aren't having as much success as possible with using their dream 100 tactics is that they don't have a real follow up plan. 
they have an idea of who it is they want to reach out to. But I've always, ha I've always, you know, kind of thought this of, I'm going to give you a scenario, RJ, who is one okay. person you would love to connect with a person that's like, like basically if you met them, like, okay, my life, my life goal is complete in the business, in the business world. I'm sure you want to meet Lady Gaga. She's awesome. But other than that, I guess in the business world. Yeah. Like for, for me personally out there, it's like, oh my God, I just need to get or reach out to guys like Russell Brunson or Russell Brunson. hundred percent. Yeah. So if you got Russell Brunson, if you were able to get to the point where you have Russell Brunson, you guys, you know, you've met him, whatever the heck it is. What then? Like for yeah. you, like if, if you met RJ, if, if, if you RJ met Russell Brunson, you were on the, so you're, you're sharing a private jet. You guys had an hour to be together. What would you do? Absolutely. It is something like talk about business, about life, you know, trying to create a relation, you know, that is the main thing out there in order to make everything work out. Totally. But as well as another interesting thing is people forget this next part. They say, yeah, you know, I'd ask him all these questions. I pick his brain, on all these types of things. What value would you be able to provide Russell to maintain that relationship? And I think that is, yeah, that is a huge thing. I think people really struggle with, and, um, I'm not going to be, you know, coy with it all, but I have an amazing access to people that others probably wouldn't have access to. Uh, my dad is Dave Woodward. You know, it's, if you're watching this and did not know, um, he's awesome. Don't we all love the man? Serious. He's super great. He's one of the people I really look up to. Um, but no, he's the CEO of ClickFunnels. I've had dinner at Russell Brunson's house. I've had, it's one of those things where technically I definitely have a lot more better advantage than a lot yeah. of other people. And I'm not saying that to brag at all. I'm just saying that to acknowledge of how much I could screw that up super easily. Cause all I have right now is they know of me, but if I want to develop that relationship with them and get to the point where I'm able to actually have access to their list and access to their resources and being able to help them to change the world, I not only have to know the right people, I have to become the person that's able to help them. And when I say that, the become, it's very difficult for you to then feel like even as well for me, the first time I thought about this, I'm like, awesome. I'm never going to get there. Cool. That was an awesome epiphany. Great. I suck. Yeah. This is going to be, that sucks. Okay. Never mind. Wow. Never mind about that. Yeah. And that's kind of how you kind of feel, but it's amazing when I have taken every one of Russell Brunson's books and I have written out the frameworks he has said in his books and applied those to podcasting my entire, if you read Russell Brunson's books, and insert every other word with podcasting, you basically have every course I'll ever create. You basically have every coaching thing I'll ever give to you. But I also know the exact implementation side of it. So the value that I can bring to him is helping him reach different audiences that he would be unable to reach before. And the same thing goes with Tony Robbins. The same thing goes with Dean Graziosi, uh, Brendan Burchard, all those people who we all love and want to meet with is I not only know who it is I want to get to, but what it takes to get there. And that is a huge, huge thing of, I have, I've, in all honesty, I have six or seven figure entrepreneurs, you know, on, in my messenger right now. Yeah. Again, not of the fact that I am making anywhere near that amount of money. I am literally a college student. That's, that's where I'm at right now. And, but to say that it's because I not only have developed that relationship initially with them, but every single time I'm meeting another six or seven figure entrepreneur, I'm connecting them. And so that's a huge thing is if you don't know the skill that you need yet, you at least have a network that you can interconnect people with.
And so that is one thing I would definitely always, always try to find out is finding out who it is you're trying to dream 100 and the value that they would need for you to become irresistible to that, like sexy irresistible. <laughs> yeah. And it is absolutely crazy out there. And that's how, you know, mostly people get stuck when they start to implement Dream 100 in their business out there. You know, they're consuming Russell Brunson's content or Daniel's content out there. And they're like, ah, oh, Dream 100 is cool, but we just don't know how to implement it. Yeah. What if what if this happened? What if that happened? I'm like, uh, like someone's going to say no, okay? It's going to happen throughout really? the whole time. But imagine if you're trying to create a relation with so many people out there. And as you said, network matters all the time out there. And they're gonna be the time where they're gonna ask, "Hey, man, you've provided a lot of value of us. What do you want? What do you, what the hell you want out there for? Like from us?" And it happens a lot totally. of time. It happens. And even as you said, like it is absolutely the fact the follow up is also important. I truly remember, you know, there was a time I was interviewing a two comic club X award winner. Like he was two two time two comic X award winner out there. It took me three months to get him on the show just because he had tight schedule. And the only reason it got was I call it as a part of a constructive follow up. You know. I was doing constructive follow-up, not like sticking to their nose out there for no reason out there. I was like doing constructive follow-up that they get realized that, hey, you know, I'm supposed to be on his show, on his podcast, yeah. something like that. You know, they feel it compulsory. And then we somehow create the relation. And now like we're working together on some things out there, which is pretty, pretty cool out there with uh, creating network and connections out there, which is super crazy. So yeah, yeah. absolutely matters. And it absolutely makes the fact. Oh, totally. Yeah. And as well as if you're listening to this right now and you have your own interview show and as well, even simple training for you right now, RJ, of like, if you want to get to the point where you're having more and more people on your show of getting to the point where you're literally scaling up your dream 100 to the point where you literally are the go-to individual in your niche and industry, there's a really, really simple thing you need to do. And it's just to become a obsessed with everything that that one individual is doing. So if they create a book, yeah, you, you, darn buy that book and you post about that book. Seriously, I have developed amazing relationships with people like um, Marley Jackson uh, Steve, and Steve Larson. I think at least, I know them. I think they know me. I think I'm at that point, hopefully. Where, But I, that's one of those things is I'm definitely always doing my best to push people to them because the one thing they can't buy back is time. So I'm trying to find as many ways as possible of saving them time. If that's with scaling my network to them of hand on one-on-one -on -one introducing people together, or at least helping them promote their book. I have lots of podcasts where I'm going to be coming out actually I'm really excited about them. We're literally, it's about me almost reading somebody else's content. The reason why I do this is because then when I post about it, I can then say, Hey, shout out to this person for helping me, helping me make this podcast. And that's as well. I have a whole bunch of solo podcasts as well as, you know, interview podcasts. That way I not only can scale my network, but also the relationship I have with every single one of my guests. If you're thinking about creating content, I think, and you're listening to this right now, always, I always recommend having, you know, for every one interview you do, typically having one or two solo episodes. Reason being yeah. is because if, it takes a lot of time sometimes to create a podcast. The, that's one thing as well. If you've never created content before, you do not understand the spiritual growth you need to go to, to press record or to press send on inviting. Well, how was it like RJ when you, when you invited your first person to come on this show, what uh, was the, yeah. the spiritual journey for that one? Like it was pretty crazy because for me to be very honest, I started almost like last year and it was my very first interview and it was pretty crazy because like 
like you know the imposter syndrome people start to have or like imperfect action oh we don't have nice camera microphone or a light don't have proper location i i'm i'm also a parm student you know so i can simply relate to everything out there so i was in my hostel and i was like you know had my webcam of my laptop itself and you know my headphones out there and that was it i was like i need to do it otherwise it will never happen you know that was the point out there where i realized okay i need to do it and regularly and things will get updated you know then you know better equipment and better people better guests are like getting more motivation of how you need to put it up and everything out there so yeah the first one is far more important than that totally yeah and that's the biggest thing is if you can just get over that level of being like oh my gosh i need to start this and not only getting over the fact i need to start it but you identify where it is you're going to scale to for me yeah. in my podcast it's built it is built to allow me to Every minute that I spend on that thing, I am getting at least, I think I'm at right now, every minute I spend talking, there is two hours, I think, of somebody listening. I think is what it I think is what it's at, or something like that, basically. So I, I save a ton of time. And that's one of those things of if you're debating of creating the content, creating your first uh, first podcast of a solo one, of an interview, exactly like what RJ said, you have to get over that first little lump of it. That way you're able to have the point where you're interviewing people who you look up to. You've had amazing, amazing podcast interviews. Seriously, RJ, I had the opportunity of listening to Catherine Jones's and uh, Steve Larson's before this. Dude, so, so amazing. You have that connection with them. All because you dared to start and you understood that your biggest value to people is talking to them and sharing your audience with them. That way yeah. you can help them do what is they are born to do. And that's to impact others. We are very, very lucky in our space, the digital marketing space. Because every one of us is kind of an attention addict a little bit. Because we just love sharing the amazingness that we all have inside of us. And I think that is something super is if you can find out what it is you can provide value to other people, you will tre tremendously increase your own self-worth at least. Absolutely. And that makes a lot of sense out there. And that's how, you know, everything works. You need to create better relationships out there. You need to provide upfront value in order to make everything work out. And I truly remember personally for my time as well, when I was like started with my first like, dream 100 guest was Spencer Meekum, you know, because I was into affiliate marketing. I'm still doing affiliate marketing out there. And I'm like, I never thought of it, but how about if I tried, you know, how about if yeah. I tried or make it happen? Like it took me like probably a month or two and finally Spencer said, yes. And that was the point where it was my false belief, you know, got break. And I was like, if I get one person of my team 100, why not the others? You know, then, you know, slowly and gradually, I started to move on and got uh, started to get other team 100 one by one by one. So we've done over like 30 episodes so far since I do weekly, which has been a pretty crazy thing. And that was the absolute fact that you talked about 100%. And one of the most important things that you said, you know, you're all about podcasts and everything out there. And I, I, I saw your funnel and I saw there was sort of a testimonial out there by Paul, Paul Motley. And yeah. he was the guy who, you know, who, who whom I under signed up for ClickFunnels. So he was the guy who helped me to start out my journey with this, you know, with this ClickFunnels. No joke. Case yeah. That is so sick. Oh, I love and Paul. Isn't he the greatest? He's insane. He's insane guy out there in terms of value, in terms of helping other people out there, in terms of networking. He's insane guy out there with this thing. So one thing that I want to highlight is why people, you know, and there is a differentiation between things, why people able to monetize a podcast and why people are unable to do it. Because podcasts or any other distribution platform can be monetized. 
And we're spe- totally. uh, specifically talking about podcast, why t- people are not able to make it happen and yeah. how people make it happen. Totally. So the best way for you to monetize your podcast, um, to actually get ads. I was on a call with, with a student and he was just like, okay, I want to do the Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan style. I'll just interview amazing, amazing people and then we'll get ads going and it'll just be super awesome. And I'll basically just be paid to do what it is that I love. That is so stupid. I didn't, I didn't tell him that exactly, of course. I, I definitely was a little bit more nice than that. But yeah. it's one of those things where you are diluting your value to sell knives or to sell you know, some software or stuff like that. Like That is awesome and maybe it'll help your people. But the biggest reason why people don't, you know, are, are not successful monetizing their podcast is they don't know, number one, the false beliefs that are limiting them their, their, uh, their, you know, their dream customer from having the life they deserve. And number two, the supplementable offer that helps them to do that and to take action. There's an amazing, amazing big domino, uh, thing called the big domino statement. I think it's Russell Brunson might've started it, but I know I, I heard it in, in Dan Henry's book, uh, digital millionaire secrets. Totally recommend fantastic book. Fantastic. Oh my gosh. And in it though, what Dan Henry talks about is the fact that there is one thing you're supposed to fill out. And that is I help X to Y without Z. And if I can do this, they will have no other, uh, basically opportunity or no, they will have no other option than to invest in themselves with me. And the same thing goes with podcasting. If you can identify what it is that those real core things are, who you're helping, what you're helping them to do, but most importantly, why If you can break down that why your content will scale in effectiveness as well as your monetization, as well as the ability you have to have a fire underneath your belly to podcast. Because it's going to be difficult to create content, immensely difficult. Yeah. But if you have that understanding of this is the reason why I'm doing this, if you have a strong enough why, you can get over it anyhow. You know, I've always, always stood by that statement. And in that, though, you need to understand that for your customers. So definitely don't focus on ads. Don't focus on something that's front end. Of hey, I get this much amount of money, you know, for every thousand listeners I have. Develop an amazing relationship with them that, regardless if you only have a thousand or two hundred or even fifty people, if they are your dream customer, and you identify what problem they have, how to solve it, but most importantly, how to then pour gasoline on the entire thing. That way, they can take their their success to the next level. It's going to be a redundant yes. So that's the main thing. If you're struggling to monetize your content, identify what it is you're even saying. For me, I have the exact framework. I know that I'm either talking about creating your content, increasing your ability to market your podcast, AKA traffic, or you're increasing your offers and uh, monetization strategies. And per, per topic that I'm talking about, I have a different outro. If I'm talking about content, I have a separate funnel I send them to. Literally just because I'm like, okay, they want about content. Here's some content. Here's some ways to do content. It's actually one of the big things I'm working on right now. It's called podcast funnel frameworks of basically how to create amazing content. That's not just quality because I think content, um, got content calendars. I have downloaded a ton of lead magnets for content calendars and every one of them sucks. You know, you pay the 27, the 47 and it's like, Hey, write out your ideas. And it's like, (laughs) you mean a blank piece of paper? That's all I needed. Like, are you kidding me? And it's one of those things where I'm changing that instead of just being like, hey, you know, write out all of your stuff. It's okay. 
And this is kind of how the whole thing is. This is my framework for creating content is identifying where are people starting? Where are you picking them up? Next up, where do they desire to go? Where's that one place they'll just love to be? And what's the first step that if you can conquer, help them conquer that, it becomes one of those redundant ideas that I need to say yes to this guy. For me, it's content. If you don't have, if you, because what's the biggest false belief I run into is usually content is I don't know what to say. So first thing I help them to do, help them create more content. I get paid to help them to become my dream customer. Because, you know, they give me that it's it's still pricing it out type stuff. I think we're going to test a 27 first and maybe a 47 of basically just the actual supplement trainings and everything like that. And of not only this free webinar, we're going to set that up, but it's as well going to be like, oh my gosh, now I know how to create content. Great. How is your traffic looking? I have, I have another offer for that part. Well, how's your offers? I have another, I have another offer for that. And so that's that thing is you just, people just struggle so hard to understand what it is that they are helping people to do for what reason. I thought that I was creating podcasts to help people to create audio, audio recordings. That's not what they want at the end. That's what I'm responsible for. But what I'm responsible at the very end for is for them to have an increase in business. That way I get to get paid at the end of the day too. And that's a huge, huge thing. And everyone, if you're listening to this right now, I want you to think about that for yourself. Your people, it's a specific set. It doesn't matter if you know their hair color. It doesn't matter if you know how many kids they have or whatever the heck it is. All that matters is you identify the first problem they run into to get to their dream destination and how it is that you can help them overcome that. And then as well, even get paid to help them to do it. And then what I talked about before of getting paid to basically help you become your dream, your dream member, the more time you spend interviewing or being interviewed by your dream customer, the more you understand. So literally when I have people on my podcast, I'm doing market research. I'm finding out like, okay, this is a huge thing. People are struggling with with podcasting. I talk to people who already have podcasts, who are digital marketers. Afterwards, I have an opportunity to have a conversation with them about podcasting, about, hey, what is the biggest struggle you have with it? If there's not something I can help you with, I have an offer that I would love to just pay you for to push to people in your list. So every step along the way, I'm finding out how to give people more value, if that makes sense. It's kind of a long answer. I'm super sorry. <laughs> Absolutely. It's definitely makes sense. And I would highly recommend guys out there that, hey, you know, if you saw what, you know, Parker said about and after the, you know, show ends and everything out there, just go back and rewatch it again and see what he's talking about, because that is super important thing to understand for you guys. In order, if you're creating content and if you don't know how to monetize it, it could be any platform. It could be podcast. It could be your show, Facebook Live, or whatever it is. You need to identify all of those things out there in order to make everything work out. And it's not like effortlessly out there. You need to put in the effort, but you know much more easily because you have a clear idea about what you need to do and what you need to avoid. Absolutely. So one of the last things that I want to ask is, you said, do you also a college student? Correct. And you're also the part of entrepreneurship. So you have college student thing out there and the entrepreneurship. How you're able to manage both of those things out there? Because for me personally, I'm a part-time student. I just don't, I just don't focus on the student side, you know, in my university. I'm like, ah, this is this is sick. And but mostly, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And mostly young. Doesn't it suck? Are, it's terrible. 
Yeah, it's terrible. Absolutely. The system, the department, it's like, oh my God, we're not from this portal. We're not from this world out there, you know? And mostly young entrepreneurs get stuck is trying to manage the entrepreneurship side and also their 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 school college side. Like, what do you think? Mm -hmm. What do you suggest people to manage these things out there? Because you already have your own experience with it as well. Yeah. So, man, there's so many different things I would love to go in for that. Ah, gosh, overarching though. If I could go grand, you know, 10,000 foot view. Number one, understand what's most important. I'm not going to lie. I'm not here at college to learn. I'm here at college to pass. So that's what I'm focused on. I'm just making sure I go all the way through like, okay, what do I need to do? Like, tell me like, like this is, this is a course about physical science. I'm sorry, but I am not going to read that entire book because you're not going to quiz me on that entire book. Why would that make sense to me? It's one of those things of, I, I love learning. I am obsessed with learning, but I don't learn things that are useless. And that's not to say, you know, I'm higher and mighty than all these other types of people, but that's just something I struggle with of if I don't get recharged by anything, I try to limit as much as I can. So, you know, I, it's one of those things. I don't exactly shoot for getting it hundred percent on test. I make sure that I know everything that I need to know. I make sure that I'm not skipping on anything. I make sure that I'm not, you know, being lazy, but I'm also making sure that I'm not spending time on something that is pointless. It's very difficult to, to find that line. It's impossible. Yeah. But it's one of those things you learn over time as well for business and everything. I know for sure that there's a whole bunch of things that I don't need to learn about. I don't need to learn about ads. I'm that's, I'm not, I'm not the ad guy. So I find out everything I need to know about my specific thing and then outsource the rest. I find out different types of things in school is for you as well. While you're listening to this, you might be doing the same thing of splitting your time with literally entrepreneurship and your family of you feel like it's two totally different things, pulling you, pulling you both ways. And it's all about making sure that you're doing what is needed. Because if I slack off in school, I will have to retake the class, spend more time and money and just do everything. And it, it, it would be useless for me. But if I can make sure I'm doing yeah. everything just the most, the right amount as I can, it's not, it's not a balancing act. It is a complete just rushing between the left and right of trying to make sure that I'm like basically not falling off this thing. And so the way that I do that is again, I make sure I'm spending my time on the right things. I make sure that, you know, okay, it, this, this, is, this is an, is this an unnecessary reading? Is this kind of like a free thing or is this something where I need it to pass the test? And so that's one thing I'll, I'll focus on it. If it's something that I, I love learning about, then, oh my gosh, I am a psychology major is what I am right now. If you're going to be in college, by the way, and you're going to be an entrepreneur in college, don't take physics. Don't take those ones where it's like, hey, learn all these different formulas. For me, I enjoyed a heck of a lot more of psychology. Oh, learning about individuals of why it is they do the things they do. I incorporate it into my business. I make sure I understand like what is the reason all individuals have motivation? What is the difference? And I get to answer all these questions and it's awesome. So finding out what it is you're going to go into is really crucial as well. So that time of what is you're going to spending on the time as well of is it actually worth going into? Because I mean, you know, I had a conversation with my roommate. He was like, hey, why don't you get a major or a minor in marketing? And I thought about it and I was like, I probably have already bought a marketing degree with the amount of courses I've had. Like out of just full, yeah. just like, man, like I've spent a lot of money on courses. Holy crap. <laughs> but it's just one of those things as well of, 
it's just finding the things to get out as fast as possible. On top of that, making sure you're spending your time. You also need to make sure one thing that I'm always doing is spending time with other entrepreneurs because it's very difficult to be surrounded by, you know, people who are, there's nothing wrong with the nine to five, nothing at all. That's awesome. Spend time with your family. Your job will do amazing things for others. But if that's not what recharges you, then it sucks when you try to bring your idea of an entrepreneurship journey of you creating a product, creating a service, all these different types of things, and then presenting that dream, that flame to somebody who doesn't care. It's, it hurts. So yeah. that's another huge thing on top of your time, making sure you're spending your energy. So if you're a college student, listen to this right now, balance those two things. Make sure you're spending the time in school, making sure you're getting it right. That way you're not wasting your time in it, but also making sure that you're spending your time and your energy with people who are allowing you to make it back. I love being on, on interviews with these, with like this, RJ. I love talking to people who are geeks like me. Like, oh, I'm such a nerd. Dude, heck yeah. I have in my closet, there's like these shoe like shoe cubbies, I guess is what they're supposed to be. Like you put your shoes on them and everything. I turned into a bookshelf. I think that's not what they're for, but I had too many marketing books and I was like, I need somewhere to put these. So we're just going to put the shoes on the ground if that's okay. <laughs> that, that and I just love other people like that. Yeah, absolutely. And like, as you said about that, you know, it's all about, you know, do the balancing part, you know, uh, catching the life, your college and, you know, oh, totally. Out there and making sure like it works like side by side and again it matters what what your priority is you know that also also matters like I'm a computer science student personally okay it's my fourth semester out there but I truly remember when I gave whole of my focus out there to my college I failed okay it was probation out there for, out of nowhere I was like I gave my whole time to my university oh my out gosh. there it worked I'm so but sorry that sucks. <laughs> Yeah, that sucks, but I'm completely proud of it because that's a part of my thing. I, I say, okay, that, that's not my thing. One, what I realized through my whole, uh, you know, university time was your friends, your environment also plays a lot of role to push you up forward when you're doing into entrepreneurship. You know, your friends, it could be your friends out there. If you have good friends, that's not against of your entrepreneurship and that's not stopping you into your entrepreneurship journey and helping you to manage both of those things out there that can also play a lot of role in order to make it work out because most people get stuck you know handling those things out there oh i just don't know how to manage my college and they they do they give priority to college mostly it happens they give priority yeah. to college just because you know they feel like it's important they're paying the money they just don't consider about what their vision was with the entrepreneurship you know they get stuck with it yeah totally I think as well, a huge difficult part out here is, you know, most entrepreneurship class they kind of teach out here, it's more angel source crowdfunding of the shark tank type thing. And it's really interesting because that's not the most up-to-date thing to do. And so that's one of those interesting things of, you know, college is you, you don't go to college for a job. You yeah. go to college for the, for the certification. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. I think that I'm glad that my doctors go to college. I'm glad that my, you know, all the people who need that certification go to college. But as well as I hate when people are like, yeah, I'm going to college. That way I can have a degree that I can get a job. It's like, no, you're hoping you get a job after you spend $120,000. And I, I mean, hey, if, if that's what you wanted, that is so awesome. That is fantastic. Because in this world, that's almost required. But it's changing immensely. 
it's just, I mean, just with Zoom and with all these different types of things, people are saying like, oh my gosh, I don't need a classroom. Like to, for some of these things, I can just research it and I know. And it's one of those interesting things of in the next five to 10 years, I mean, RJ, for our kids, for college, what that's going to look like, I don't think anybody is aware of being able to comprehend what that's going to look like by then. Hmm. Uh, absolutely. That's that's absolutely the fact out there. Like how the system and everything is is working out currently. It's like no no one ever thought about that they are gonna be like online classes out there and it's happening. You know, you know like how would university out there like they're charging so much money and then you know they having online classes. Like are you crazy? And I, I, there was a time, and I, I just don't want to take a lot of time of you, but you know I remember there was a time it happened that. One of my seniors out there had a course of entrepreneurship and it was like, man, you're the guy of entrepreneurship. And the question they had was almost what Russell Brunson talked about in his dot-com secrets. So they are paying like thousands of dollars where I can simply get the knowledge in 20 bucks. You know, who who is your target customer? What is your product? How are you going to serve people? I'm like, how in the hell you're paying, paying like thousands of dollars what you can get with, you know, dot-com secrets out there. It's just a part of a certification, nothing more of else, depending upon what your profession is also. You know, if you're a doctor, it's a different case scenario. Totally. But, you know, if you're something into, you know, entrepreneurship side and something that is, that have no reason to get into that thing, it's just a matter of time and everything out there. Yeah, absolutely. I totally, totally agree. Seriously. Yeah, absolutely. And like, where can people find about you, your awesome things out there that you're doing out there? <laughs> uh, let's see here. I've got a modeling agency out there. So if you want to hire me and stuff like that, you know, to just stand outside your uh, offices, you know, that's what I do. Uh, I'm totally kidding. Don't you worry. And, uh, but no, so what I have actually is a huge thing I'm pushing people to as my Facebook group right now. So I'm getting really, really excited about it. We're going to amp it up a ton right now, actually, is what we're really kind of going into. Uh, so basically it's, uh, you can go to the, basically type into Facebook your podcast funnel and you'll be sent right to it. It's on my, uh, my homepage basically. Uh, but as well as you can go to your podcast And that'll actually, there's something I'm setting up right now. It's something really, I'm really excited about the test of basically if you subscribe to my, it's a whole funnel to get you to subscribe to my podcast. And basically when you subscribe to my podcast, we send over basically a, uh, an incentive we're still, you know, we're, it's, we'll, you'll have to go and see to, to make sure that I, I probably will change it by the time this goes live again. But it's one of those things we're really working on of being like, okay, so go to yourpodcastfunnel.com and you'll actually be able to get an incentive for subscribing to my podcast. And as well as we're going to getting, we're getting ready to get to the point as well of turn that into a share funnel. Once I have it all tweaked out and being like, okay, this is the most successful the way it's been. We're also going to be doing it like that. So I'm really excited about that. That's going to be really cool. But yeah, so go to yourpodcastfunnel.com. Uh, you can get subscribe to my podcast, find out my Facebook group is on there as well. All the goodness should be there. And uh, really, really excited as well for some trainings for the, the funnel framework. So it's going to be really, really fun to get into soon. Absolutely. It's going to be absolute fun out there. And I'm going to put up all of the resources out there into the show notes in the comment section down below as well. And again, thank you so much, Parker, for being on the show. It was like truly great to have you with such an awesome conversations out there. And it is pretty awesome. Thank you so much, RJ, seriously. And as well, for you listening right now, have an awesome day. Your tribe needs you, and I can't wait to hear the amount of impact you have. Absolutely, man. Truly appreciate it. And guys, that 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 is it for now. And I would absolutely see you guys in the next show. Until then, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I would like to ask you, how would you like to dream 100 the people who have the target audience you need to speed up your success just like I'm doing every single day? 
if you want to do that or if you are that person who want to speed up your whole process of how you can actually get the traffic from your dream 100 i have a masterclass called the dream 100 masterclass where i'll show you not only the strategies of how to ethically dream 100 but implement it as well so just go to the dream 100 masterclass.com it's the dream 100 masterclass.com and i will see you guys in the next episode Thank you.